Welcome to StarCast, a show about tarot, divination, and all things mystical. StarCast is a celebration of StarCon, the Southeastern Tarot Artist and Readers Conference. I'm Amy Mauser, and here's your host, Christiana Gaudet. V, welcome to StarCast. Thank you so much for being here with me. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm happy to have you. And full disclosure to everyone, this is our very first time ever speaking with one another. We've been friends on social media, but uh-huh. it's our very first conversation. And I'm so happy to be sharing that first conversation with everyone who's listening. And I just want to say that we cannot be um, held for what we may say or what may come up because this is the first time that we're talking. So we're, we're off the cuff and we're going for it. And I love it. <laughs> Honestly, just in following you on social media, my impression of you is you should probably never be held responsible for, for what you might say. No, it, it no. I'm a conduit at all times. I, I like to blame. I'm a conduit at all times. So whatever comes through me, it's through me. It was never me. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. And I have to say, V, you are one of the sort of fresh young voices that we've seen on the tarot scene in the past few years. Mm -hmm. And you're a voice that I've enjoyed. And in fact, other than our headliners, you were one of the very first people I reached out to to ask to present at StarCon. Mm -hmm. And I was so happy when you said yes. (laughs) So let me ask you, uh, tell tell me about the journey. How did you get into tarot? How did you go from that to where you are now? I want to hear it all. I know you're famous for your tea with V. Mm-hmm. Right now, I want you to spill the tea on V. I love it. Um, so my foray, I guess you can say, um, with the mystical of the other world, it started when I was really, really young. You know, just being interested in things that I couldn't explain. And my parents telling me things, telling me that I said things that I had no knowledge of or shouldn't have knowledge of, you know. And as a kid, you're just like spouting off what you know. And they're just looking at me like, how do you know that? You know, Um, but it really wasn't until um, eighth grade. I went to a Catholic school and I love telling the story. Um, It was field day and they're like, bring board games. You know, we're going to be out on the track. It's just going to be a day of fun. I brought my Ouija board to the Catholic school. (laughs) In my mind, it's a game. It's fun, you know? And of course I got all of the no, 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 shake the head, put that away. We don't do that here, you know, but um, that's really kind of where it started. Um, And in my father's family, you know, there's been history of my great grandmother, you know, reading for people and people coming from all over to come to see her, to hear about things. And so as I've you know, kind of grew, I wanted to know more about her and more about that. And it was still very hush-hush. You know, we those are not things we talked about. I grew up in church and following that path is just not the way to go. Um, so I really, what I was, I was weird in my own way, but just quiet about being weird as most of us that are weird are in the beginning, you know? <laughs> sure. we, we could be weird at home, but regular in normal day, in, in the daytime. Um, but I went to school in New Orleans and just being down there, there was so much history, so much energy that I couldn't explain. And I'm like, oh my God, this is crazy. What is this? And I went home that first summer and a friend of mine bought a tarot deck and I'm like, okay, so what is this? Tell me more about it. 
And she told me, and I went out that day, I bought one and I bought a book and I've been hooked ever since. And um, from what I know, no one in my family read tarot, um, but they were just, you know, intuitive. And I just took time to kind of study tarot and read all the books and um, just kind of hone the craft. And it was one of those things where you pick it up and you put it down and life happens and you forget about it, but then it comes back. And it was just this, this cycle of ebb and flow for many, many years until it got to the point where it's like, okay, I can't not do tarot. You know, I can't put this down. It's meant to be in my life for a reason. Um, and so I, like I said, I, you know, like you said, I'm a, a relatively new face on this thing that just kind of came out of nowhere. Like people were just, like, I literally just appeared out of nowhere. <laughs> um, because it wasn't until 2015, um, it was kind of like a high point, but a low point in my life. I was separated, getting separated um, from being married for like 10 years. And my first thing of outside of finding a new place to live was I have to go to Reader Studio. You know, that I, I have to be there. And I had wanted to go in previous years, but it just never happened. It wasn't really looked highly upon in family. But this was like, this is my new start and I feel like I need to be here. And that first conference just blew the lid off for me. It was just like, this is the community that I've been searching for. Like, these are my people. Like, they understand what this, the love of this deck is and what it means and what you can, the knowledge you can gain, the insight. And, and from then it was just like, Two feet in, I'm all the way here. Um, so in the midst of still have family, still rebuilding my life. Um, but Tara was definitely the, the touchstone of helping to rebuild and staying present and asking for advice and clarity. And um, I think it was, I was, and I was a speech therapist you know, and so still having a nine to five job and trying to figure out, you know, how do I fit tarot into this thing? I want to do this thing instead of my nine to five. And I think I met Teresa Reed in my first conference at that first conference. And she was just like, I've got my eye on you. And when Teresa Reed tells you that she has her eye on you, just (laughs) brace for impact. Okay. Um, But I was sitting in a professional development for speech therapy. And I was just like, this is not where I'm supposed to be. This, I, this isn't it. And um, reached out to her and ended up getting in one of her tarot academy type things and started to learn more and um, learning more in the way of how do I read for other people? How do I come out publicly in doing this? How do I create my own business from this personal practice? And um, literally from 2015 until now, so within five years, um, I have since, you know, quit my nine to five, resigned from my nine to five. COVID helped me do that um, to be a full-time intuitive mistress is what I like to call it. Um, But my public coming out was with the Boston Tea Room in Ferndale, Heatherly Navarre, if you're familiar, um, reading in her shop, you know, um, and that was in like 20, before I got separated. So maybe 2012, 2013. And that was like putting my feet in the water of starting to read for others and getting comfortable with that and coming out and saying, this is, I do do tarot. This is what I do. This is what I love. And um, from there, it's just kind of like building. And I love to teach. So it's like, okay, how can I teach other people? How can I bring people into a community? How can I make this bigger? How can I make this better? How can I make this fun? Fun is always my bottom line, you know? Um being a quote unquote teacher for special needs, you have to learn how to teach in various ways, you know? So that really has helped me to teach tarot and to engage people 
um, and something that is kind of otherworldly, but to make it practical, make it very down to earth, make it interesting and make it fun. Um, so from there, it's just like, okay, what else can I do? What else can I do? What else can I do? What else can I talk? What else can I be? <laughs> so from there, it's just kind of like just this building block of more opening up opportunities open. I just say yes. And I figure it out later. You know, when you asked me to do StarCon, I was just like, yes. <laughs> and I get that in my gut. It's just like, just answer yes. We'll figure everything else out along the way. And that's how I trick myself into <laughs> doing more. <laughs> it's just say yes. And we'll just figure it out. We're not going to stress about it. We'll just figure it out as it happens, as it goes along, you know? Perfect. So that's, that's really just been my, my moves in this world. And just kind of, like I say, coming out of nowhere to, hi, I'm here. I've shown up. <laughs> well, and we're so glad you're here. Now, I have noticed, just because I do follow you on social media, mm-hmm. that during this whole weird time of COVID, you have been doing in-person readings, yes? At the Boston Tea Room, yes. Yes. How's that going? Really good. Um, Heatherly has really um, fortified our space. So we have... I can't remember how many reading. We had just moved to a new warehouse <laughs> of uh, a space. And so our reading rooms now have like doors and instead of curtains. And so we have larger reading rooms that are in the back. So we use those. We have the plexiglass. Um, we have our sanitizer. Um, we wear masks, we wear a face shield. So she really um, helped to create a safe environment to read in person. In the, in the very beginning, when there was a limitation on how many people could be in store, we really kept to those numbers. So mm-hmm. we were like, tick, as soon as somebody left out, we let another person in. So we were really being diligent. You know, the ladies at the front desk, they're awesome with being diligent. Even now, there's sanitizer like in our foyer. So you have to sanitize your hands before the door is buzzed for you to come in. So like they're watching and it's, it, we, we just try to you know, keep with the regulations as much as possible. But I really give a lot of that to Heather Lee and the ladies that I work with for making that opportunity possible. That is, it is so great that you were sort of there to be able to work with them. That is is such a great organization. And I, I don't think Mm -hmm. anything like it anywhere else in the world. Am I wrong? The, the Boston Tea Room is one of a kind. It really is from the actual, structure itself of home and community to the people that she employs to work there. Like it is a phenomenal space and I've seen it change. Like this is the third time. So I remember when it was on, you know, one side of the street in the basement, very small, then moved across the street to its own, you know, storefront. And it was much larger. We were like, yes, more room. But now we have this new like I said, it feels like a warehouse. There's so many parts of it. There's a tea lounge. Unfortunately, it's closed now because of COVID. Um, but we have like a library of books and <clears throat> there's stones and crystals and cards and it's just phenomenal. And the readers that I work with are phenomenal. Um, this, the floor staff, the managerial staff, the, the ladies that work at the front desk. It's just this energy that is created within that space that is unlike anything that I've ever imagined like mm-hmm. I wanted to work for myself but I was like Heather Lee, I will work for you for like in this space that you've created this is home mm-hmm. you know when you're in a space that feels like home it doesn't feel like work right right so now do yeah. you also have a private practice as well 
I do have a private practice. Red Light Readings is my private practice. Mm-hmm. Um, currently not doing in-home readings. So the, my readings right now are just virtual. Um, okay. Zoom, FaceTime, whatever virtual means that my um, BFFs, which are my clients, that, you know, choose. So um, before COVID, I was doing um, readings. They were in my home. And that's why I don't have a, uh, an office space for myself now. So, so you're young and you're just in this for a few years and you're taken off like a rocket ship here. Uh, either predictively or just in terms of what you think you might want to manifest for yourself. Mm-hmm. Where would you want to see yourself five years from now, 10 years from now, later? <sighs> what do you think? Um, and it's, it's interesting that you're asking me this because where I am right now has been a manifestation for so long. So now it's like, okay, V, it's time to go back to the drawing board and write some more shit because we've, we've gotten to the end of the road. (laughs) (laughs) It's time to start writing more to this dream because we've gotten to this place, you know? Um, so honestly, the biggest thing is like, I want to travel of course, when the world opens back up, I want to travel. I want to, you know, visit different places, learn different, different divination systems from different cultures and being able to teach what I know, but also learn, um, you know, what is being put in front of me. Um, teaching is so exciting to me. And I feel like that's where I'm, I'm kind of turning the curve a little bit. I always want to read, um, but before it was like, I just want to read for people all day. Right. But now it's like, I want to read, but I, I really have this passion to teach. Like whatever I learn, whatever I know, whatever I can consume and chew up and spit out so that it's practical language for people to understand. Like, that's what I'm about. That's what excites me. Yes. You know, um, people are like, well, what's your next class? I have no idea because I'm constantly learning new things. And it's always like a mash of different things. So it's not always just this one thing. It's like, well this one thing can kind of pair with this thing. What can we put those things together and create? You know, it's like Play-Doh. Like I want to just make all the things. (laughs) (laughs) That's so great. So then speaking of teaching, can Mm -hmm. you give us a little sneak peek about what you will be teaching at StarCon? I am going to be teaching all day divining. And I've talked about it before, but I've never had a class on it. Um, And it is for people that... Like I said, tarot is such a sacred tool and people have such reverence for it as we should. But there's also a play aspect that we can have with tarot, you know, and in that sense of play is when we actually learn, you know, just like children, just like the the, um, kids I worked with for speech. When you play, you learn in a different way that really does stick with you, you know? So it's using the tarot deck to kind of, Predict your day, yes, but to figure out how can I play, how can I create happiness habits using my tarot in the day to day? You know, how can I role play if I'm in a situation pulling a court card? Who do I need to be to handle this situation effectively? And then I can go back to being whoever I was before that. So it's like putting on costume and playing with the information that you're getting to figure out a situation that may be, you know, causing you anguish. And then you're just like, okay, cool. I figured it out to take this costume off and I'm better, you know, (laughs) but it really is just about infusing play every day 
using the deck and all of the things that go in to work-life balance. I love it. I love it. And I think people are really going to enjoy that. That is uh, just so wonderful. So for everyone's listening, who's listening, you can sign up for StarCon now. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Just go to the StarCon website, S-T-A-A-R-C-O-N. You can see a picture of V and you mm-hmm. can sign up. So let me ask you, I, I have some tarot deck questions for you. Okay. Yes. So first of all, what was your first deck? Right away. The original. Yeah. Right. And it became a yellow box, right? Yes. Right? All of the okay. books are written for the right of weight. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, first favorite book? Um, uh, 21 Ways to Read a Tarot Card. Perfect. Mary Greer. Yeah. And of course, Mary is one of our headliners at StarCon 2021. Yes. So excited about that too. So what deck is in your hand right this minute? At this moment, I have the Illust Tarot by Christy Prokopiak. And um, it's just, it's a 90s deck. She retitled it that 90s deck. Mm -hmm. Um, But like Beyonce and um, the girls from Broad City and Andre 3000 and Janet Jackson. So like pop culture um, people, um, this is my most worn deck. I have no other decks where my edges look like this <laughs> and there's indentation from cracking and bending. Um, yeah. So this is my most loved, most worn, most used deck. And how do you work that in terms of personal practice versus professional readings? How do you choose? Like, like how, how does that work for you? Do you have one deck that's your workhorse for a while and then you swap out or how does that work for you? Um, I really am an all over the board type of person. I'm a deck collector. I like to call myself that when I can't not buy a deck. Um, (laughs) So it really is like what's in my hand. Um, Right now, what I'm reading from, I just really re-jump-started my personal practice. Um, During COVID, I, you know, got married. (laughs) I resigned from my job. I moved. It's like, so all of these things happened. And so now I'm, you know, living with my husband and, you know, relocated to his home and haven't had the time to really set up personal practice. So this morning was actually, I actually got up and I laid all my things out, you know, a portable altar. And so I'm using the um, the hoodoo tarot because I'm interested in hoodoo as well. So I'm using that for my personal practice right now because I want to learn um, what that deck has to tell me on top of what the meanings are, you know, the original meanings are. Um, as for reading for clients, it's like really what's in my hand at the moment. I also have Life is Like a Board Game by Crystal Banner, mm. which looks like Monopoly. Nice. Um, so yeah, I just keep a, uh, like what's, what's in my hand right now? What's next to me? What do I feel from this client as well in reading for others? Perfect. Perfect. So let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Has there ever been a deck where maybe you loved the art or you were very attracted to it, but you found it was not a good reading deck for you? Um, I'm trying to think. Of all the decks that I have. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I will say um, Dust to Onyx, mm. Courtney Alexander's mm-hmm. um, deck. I love it, but it is heavy stuff. Mm. You know, it is a very heavy deck um, mm-hmm. from the pictures to the guidebook. I, lo- I don't read with it often um, because that is a deck I think that takes study 
and um you know being in a specific place to really reap the reward and benefit from what those cards are telling you so i have it but I don't pull it out often unless I have time. It's not one of those ones you just like pull and like, okay, where do I need to go for dinner? Okay, cool. <laughs> That's not the deck for that. <laughs> I think it's so funny that you uh, mentioned dinner. We obviously aren't going out to restaurants right now and I love restaurants, but occasionally mm-hmm. we will get takeout. Mm-hmm. Very occasionally to the point that it's like monumental, you know, when it happens. Mm-hmm. And so I will do a reading on what I should order. Yes. And that goes, <laughs> but no, that goes along with all day divining. Honestly, it's like, what, what, what does my body need today? Or what do I feel that would like fill me up and, you know, give me the nutrients or state my path, whatever the case may be, that is all day divining, you know, having that sense of fun. What should I have for dinner? Okay, cool. Fish that works, you know? What would you say to the people who would look at both of us askance, and there probably are some people doing that right now, who say, oh, as a sacred tool, you should not ask it those kinds of frivolous questions. What would you say to them? To each his own. Fair enough. Honestly, that's all I, that's really, you do what you do, I'll do what I do, and we'll meet in the middle and shake hands, and there it is, you know? You might wear your hat one way, I'll wear mine another, and we still look good, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. So if people want to reach out to you, if they want to book a reading, if they want more information about you, how can they do that? My website, www.redlightreadings.com. Um, all of my information there is there, my services. Um, and I really hang out a lot on Instagram. Instagram is my favorite. Um, so it, within the bio of my Instagram, I have links of the different things that I am involved in at this time that people can kind of jump on board with as well. Perfect. And I, What's your Instagram oh, handle? Red Light Readings. Perfect. Red Light Readings. Okay. So, okay. I'm old. <laughs> nope. I won't take that. Sorry. <laughs> and well, from an old perspective, for me, the red light means a very, very specific thing. Yes. So tell me about your business name, please. <laughs> and it's, 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 it's really funny because when I started to come out of the tarot closet, so to speak, it started on Facebook. And I would just say, okay, guys, I'm starting to read tarot cards and I'm wanting to put it out there to practice. Um, The red light is on. And that's how it started. And I would say, so over time, I would just say the red light is on and people would just like flood my inbox with questions and I'd come back as a post and say red light is off. And then I'd answer those questions in the the chat. And then after a while, then it was just like the emoji of like the little red light siren. And then from there, it was just like red light readings. Like that's literally how it happened and where it came from. Like it was just random, but it just picked up and I thought about changing it. And I was just like, oh, why? This works. I I think it works in a lot of ways. I, I, of course, did a lot of work in radio as I was coming up and the red light means you're on air. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it's also, I think it's kind of fun because red light can also mean stop. And how often at the tarot table are we saying to people, okay, maybe don't do that. Maybe stop. Full yes. Stop right now. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. And in my bio, you know, that red light can be, you know, it could be anger, you know, it could be love, you know, it could be that stop. And so 
people come for readings because how do I get past this situation of anger? You know, what do I need to know about my love life? You know, what do I need to stop in order to make so-and-so or such-and-such happen? So that red light plays into all of that as well. Beautiful. So to close, I would like us to do a reading, get out the cards and get shuffled. Mm -hmm. I am going to say that each of us should pull one card about StarCon. Okay. And that'll be StarCon 2021. Of course, we're going to be an annual event and maybe even more than annual, but we'll talk about that at another time. Nice. Uh-huh. Yeah, we've got big plans. COVID be damned, we've got big plans. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and uh, But this is specifically for January 2021. What can we know or what should we focus on or what does the universe want to tell us about COVID? Pull one card. And... Uh, and then you can say, if you want to go first, do you want me to go first? Um, I'll go first. Go for it. All right. So I have this Ace of Pentacles in reverse. Okay. And for those that are familiar with me, reverse cards for me are always internal energies. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this Ace of Pentacles in reverse is saying that Starcon, Starcon is going to be this very internal foundation of of new practice, of new information, um, creating new business structures, creating new um, lifelines, I guess you can say, um, within this conference. There's going to be a lot of information that is given, but I feel like what people take away from it internally for them to start something on their own from it is what's going to be monumental. Oh, so good. So I got the Wheel of Fortune. Nice. So no matter how the wheel turns, <laughs> you'll be fortunate to be together and really magical and unpredictable things are going to happen. And yes. those of us who are there are going to count ourselves as very lucky to be there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel very lucky to have had this conversation with you, V. I want to thank you so much. I will look forward to seeing you in January. And of course, we'll... Uh, We'll see you online in the meantime, certainly. Well, of course. (laughs) And I want to thank you so much for, um, you know, allowing this to happen today, for asking me to be a part of the very first StarCon. And I am so honored and so grateful. And like you guys looking up to the books that I have read, like you guys are my celebrities. So being able to stand amongst, you know, and be on panels amongst people that I look up to, it's just It's still mind-blowing to me. Well, we would not have it any other way. Thank Thank you you so so much. much. (laughs) Thanks for joining us for StarCast. For more information about our annual conference, visit us online at starcon.com. That's S-T-A-A-R-C-O-N.com. We are looking forward to seeing you in January.